You're now listening to Chris Spiracy. Chris X Matt. We question everything. Break the matrix. We are the ones they fear. If we don't make the change, it's never going to change. Yo, 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 what's good, everyone? Welcome back to another session of Chris Spiracy. I am your host, Chris X Matt. There's many Chris's out here, but there's only one Chris X Matt, and that is me. That is I. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode where we continue to break the matrix. And we're breaking it yet again today. I'm real stoked for this episode today because I have someone on today that I've been following for a long time already that um, he's helped me in my in my journey when I first went vegan, when I, I don't even like saying vegan, but when I first went plant-based, he has so much information on his page that it's, uh, it's refreshing when I first came across it. And even when I thought I was eating healthy or when I thought I was eating uh, stuff that I considered good and, you know, I wasn't really looking at ingredients like that, this account definitely made me realize all the fuckery and a lot of the things that we consume. Because even when even if you think you're eating healthy, if you, if you say you're vegan, that don't mean you're healthy. So even when you, if you're going for vegan products, it's still processed food. It still ain't the best for you. And this person really, you know, has informed me a lot in, in this journey when I changed my whole lifestyle when it came to my diet. So I'm real excited about this episode. We've been we were trying to make it happen. We finally made it happen, though. So today on Conspiracy, we're joined by none other than the young God, Benevolent Blizz. How you doing today, bro? Yo, yo, aloha, my good brother. I'm feeling great, feeling great. It's an honor and a privilege to be here. Um, yeah, we had a couple of rain checks, uh, but yeah, without any further ado, I'm glad that we are here making it happen and share some perspective out there uh, for the beautiful collective out there, I should say. Yes, yes. Thank you again, Blizz. I really appreciate you just taking the time out of your day to do this. And um, let's just get into it. You know, I've I've I don't know too much about your backstory. I kind of just know what I've seen on Instagram. So obviously we follow you. We know that, you know, you're you're a great dad to four beautiful girls. And the way you're teaching, the way you're teaching them and what you're instilling into them at such a young age is is inspiring. You know, for someone that doesn't have kids yet, that eventually one day I do want to have kids. And, you know, you give us you, you give us a whole different perspective on how to raise them. And I look to you. I like I look to you when it comes a lot to you know what you're what you're teaching them and everything like that so the first how i really want to start this is um when did you when did you tap into benevolent bliss i know that it may have always been inside of you but when was it that you realized you are him the benevolent god blizzy <laughs> i love that uh intro man thank you brother that uh very um honor Honoring and uh, again a, a major privilege uh, those kind of words. So um, you kind of you kind of said it, man. You actually summarized it and summed it up without even knowing it. But uh, in, in short, it was my children. Mm. Uh, I should say my firstborn daughter. So my firstborn daughter is what really led me down the rabbit hole, man. Um, she was in her crib. I told this story a thousand times. People always ask me, "How did you get started on this path?" Um, and so I've told this story a million times. And, you know, I remember like it was yesterday, my firstborn, who is now about to be eight next month, she was in her crib and her mom handed me the sheet and she was like, she needs, uh, this is a a schedule, you know, uh, that they recommend for children for, you know, um, machinations and things. And Mm. she's, uh, 
you know, hands me this paper. She says she needs to get all these things. By the time she's two months old, and I looked at the paper and there's things I couldn't pronounce and, you know, had no idea what they are. I looked at her in the crib, nice and safe and sound and pure and healthy. I looked at the paper, looked at her. And I was like, huh, she needs all these things. Mm-hmm. So I began to look into those things. And that led me down a rabbit hole, basically, of using food as medicine mm. uh, instead of uh, other things that, uh, a lot of people, you know, use as medicine nowadays and pharmaceuticals, as I like to call them, and things of that nature. So that's what really kind of uh, led me down this rabbit hole. And by the time she was eating solid foods, uh, we had uh, transitioned to plant-based, thrown out all, you know, or whatever we had in the fridge and used, you know, that was it. And we never bought no meat or stuff of that nature again. And um yeah, again, you know, you just go down the rabbit hole and it progresses and one thing leads to another, you, you know, one, find out about one thing that leads to you finding out about mm-hmm. 10 other things. So yes. kind of how it happened. What? And uh, just, just still a student learning as we go and, you know, keeping that in perspective. Everyone's our teacher. And so mm-hmm. the story is very much still open. <laughs> what about prior to the, the uh, your children? Were you, growing up, did you were you just going crazy on food? Like, did you care about your diet, your lifestyle? Like, did you have any type yeah. of you know spark back then? Yes, yeah. So that's a great question, man. Um, apologies, I, I should have went back a little further, but yeah, typically, uh, essentially, I was a very typical um, standard American on a standard American diet and all those mm. standard, uh, quote unquote, standard things. You know, stack, hoard, accumulate, take, self serving. And then, yeah, uh, all kinds of ratchet food, you know. <laughs> I grew up very regular in that sense. Um, you know, mom, single mom, mm. very challenging upbringing, been through many things. I wrote about in uh, my, my last book, From Head to Hand. I did a little mini, mini bio in the beginning to let people know some stories and some crazy things I've been through just to give them some hope and faith that, you know, maybe you've been through some similar challenging situations and you can overcome them. So yeah, I had a very rough upbringing, single mom, uh, you know, had everything from Payless shoes to some Jordans and, um, you know, saw a lot of things that I probably shouldn't have seen. And, uh, yeah, of course, ate a lot of things that I probably shouldn't have ate, but you know, mom was just doing it as best as she knew how to do and was equipped to do. Right. So, yeah, I had a very much, you know, uh, average upbringing in, in uh, many of those senses. Now, we know in retrospect, people asked me before the major awakening with my daughter uh, ever being born, there were little steps leading up that I uh, look back in retrospect, like um, many years before my daughter going plant-based, I stopped drinking soda. Mm. I stopped smoking tobacco in the form of blunts and backwoods, oh, yeah, um, particularly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, you know, there were little steps like that. Uh, ground beef started to turn me off. You know, I would eat, bite ground beef and, you know, you bite into like a hard bone or some kind of gristle piece. And, you know, that started to turn me off well before I went plant-based. Um, so there were actually little steps leading up. But uh, for the most part, I was always very typical, drunk like a fish, liquor, you know, all these different crazy things. Mm-hmm. And now I don't even I don't even drink at all. I went from drinking like almost fifths of Remy in the setting, blacking out to waking up nowadays, drink juice, and I don't drink at all um, nowadays at all. For like maybe six, seven years now. So a lot of uh, 180s happened in my life. That's beautiful, man. But you, for the most part, you're you're pretty raw vegan, huh? That that the lifestyle you kind of you kind of live. 
Yeah, I, I definitely do a lot of raw, um, but I definitely am not fully raw, to be you know honest. But definitely, I do believe that raw is law. Um, yeah. You know, as much as possible. And yeah, you know, I got a family of four daughters and their mom. So, you know, of course I could do my own thing, but it's a little bit more challenging trying to be on the same page with them and not make things so extra complicated. So, yeah, I'm not fully raw, but I do uh, definitely do lots of raw foods and um, especially in the better part of the day. We, you know, a lot often do cook dinners, but, you know, morning will often be raw. Um, you know, do a lot of, you know, midday raw, a lot of epic power salads. So mm. definitely believe in the power of raw foods. That's for sure. You you be posting some fire desserts that, that are you, some raw desserts that you be posting. I'm like, yo, it's, it's, yeah. it, it's an easy transition, yeah, you know, to like kind of stop eating what you've been eating and, and, and switch over. Because even when I thought, like I said earlier, your page really informed me that just because I switched over to, you know, veganism that I thought, I was I was doing it, but then you start realizing, wait, mm-hmm. this beyond this impossible, all this mock meats that they have out here, it's really like you say, it's fuckery. And now mm-hmm. I'm at the point where, I mean, I'm not a raw vegan at all. Like I haven't I I haven't really stepped into that lane. But now when I do cook, it's really just mushroom based meats, and I try to keep it very organic and very like I'm very conscious of what I put into my body, even though I sometimes don't always. Um, you know, put the best things into my body. I I know that I'm putting junk into my body. So your page has yeah. really helped me with, uh, you know, identifying the things that I once thought, you know, were healthy and they really aren't. Well, that's, 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 you know, the thing. A lot of people, you know, they're like, all right, well, I know, you know, what, what I eat, what, I, what do I eat? What do I eat? And it's like, well, you got to know what not to eat first. So the mm. awareness is, is key, you yeah. know? You need to know what to avoid before you need to know what to replace it with. And then, yeah, it's important to know the proper things to replace it with because there is a misconception that just vegan is healthy, and that's definitely not the case. Um, You know, so, yeah, it's all about, but at the same time, there's also a misconception that vegan means you're going, uh, vegan means, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Um, uh, like limits or take away Mm. or... um, it's not the right it's not exactly the word i'm looking for but basically you know people think that vegan means you have to uh not partake in certain foods that you like where you know it's just more so in my opinion about making the healthy swap and a healthy alternative so you know you talked about the desserts you know we can eat raw cheesecakes you know yeah. it may not be like a super health food necessarily like a green juice but it's going to be right. night and day from like a traditional cheesecake. So, you know, that's kind of like the vibe that we're trying to get on, the he- making the healthy swaps. Uh, yeah. So not like uh, excluding, that's the, I guess probably the word I was looking for. I think people think that veganism is all about exclusion and yeah. excluding and all these things, which it partly is, but it's more so about the swap, you know? So that ground beef, I said, uh, you know, I really started to get turned off by, well, I make walnut, walnut yeah. uh ground meat you know and it's yeah. amazing so you know we can still have that ground beef if we want it but it's just a healthier version and it's not a beyond meat version you know right. so yeah there's some intricacies there that people just need to tap into um to get the most out of what they're doing i even hate i hate the word but that's what i'm uh hopefully here for is to to provide those um shed some light on some little areas that may have gotten overlooked or whatnot 
Man, you make it look cool, Blizzy. You make fatherhood look cool. You make health look cool. You make juicing look cool. Like, I got your book, Holy Water, and, like, it changed my... And I didn't change my life, but it changed the way I even juiced, you know? Like, the food pairing and the way you're... What you're pairing with your fruits and your veggies. Like, you're not, you shouldn't even be pairing those two, but... You know, I, right. I to this day right. I still make the the watermelon, you know, juice. That's why I, I drink that every morning, basically a seeded watermelon too. So, like that mm-hmm. book really. That's what's up. Same I bought, here. I bought a juicer as soon as I was done reading that book, <laughs> like a legit juicer. That's what's up. Yeah, oh, I love to hear a juicer, man. You know, um, is definitely one of the best investments people will make if you're listening out there and you don't have one. Uh, nobody ever re- usually regrets their juicer investment. It's, it's life changing. You know, it, talking about the alcoholism, it um, I, that's probably what helped beat alcoholism for me mm. is juicing. It's like you waking up, and you're having these beautiful juices in the morning, the high vibratory, they're giving you energy. You know, they're healthy for you. It's hard to end the day counteracting that and mitigating all the. Beautiful did in the early part of the day, you know. So that's kind of how it happened for me. It's like, well, I can't drink at night and undo and just spin in circles and chase my tail. All the you know, epic right. uh wellness I brought in during the earlier, better part of the day, you know. So, um, so I think that uh juicing can also is a major key that people don't realize to help you beat things like those addictions like alcohol and whatnot. Because as you just start to become more healthy and take care of your body in the morning, you know, again, it'll just come counterproductive or counterintuitive to end the day with some alcohol, you know, in the evening and stuff like that, I believe. Man, if people can take shots of Hennessy and shots of tequila, you could definitely take a shot of ginger too. Like, it's not that different. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, nobody drinks really these things for the taste, you know. When when you're drinking straight (laughs) hard like that, you know, shots and stuff, like, yeah, you're not drinking that for the taste. You're drinking it for the effect and the feeling. So, you know, the same way, yeah, keep that in mind when you had that green juice, that wheatgrass, ginger shot, whatever. Yeah. You know, this isn't about the taste. This is about the effect uh, it's going to have on my on my temple. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I used to always tell people that. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah, man, for real, because... I'm like, I, I ask when people come over to my house, I usually always have some key lime ginger juice stuff. So I, I ask them, like, you guys want a ginger shot? Oh, no. I'm like, yo, you got to relax. You people here drinking Henny, like, you could definitely drink or even just a shot of this. But <laughs> it's funny because when they do take a shot, they run straight to the restroom. <laughs> and I'm like, that's it working right away. <laughs> oh, man. Run straight to the bathroom, you said? Yeah, they go straight to the oh, bathroom. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> that bathroom, yeah. It, um, yeah that's telling them probably they... Go ahead. Telling them probably they need a little bit more of that in their life then. Oh man, for <laughs> real. For real. Um I how how did you um I actually want to read this real quick, Blizzy. We, we we can say it together once you once you start hearing me say it. I am deserving to receive. I am open to receive. Therefore, I am attracting open and receiving receive. major success, prosperity, abundance. I am attracting and receiving. Peace, harmony, love, knowledge, positive mental downloads, millions of monies, and good health into my life right now, today, tomorrow, this week, this month, this year, and into infinity and beyond without any shadow of a doubt. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Namaste. Where did where was this inspired? When did yes, you get sir. this download, Blizzy? Because it's beautiful. Uh, uh, Apologies, you were uh, it kind of like cut out for a moment, so I didn't mean to um, you get you get throw it off there. Well, let's do it one more time because that will synchronize it again. I am deserving to receive, I am open, open to, to receive, receive, therefore, I 
I am attracting and receiving major success, prosperity, abundance, peace, harmony, love, knowledge, positive mental downloads, millions of monies, and good health into my life right now, today, tomorrow, this week, this month, this year, into infinity and beyond. So it is, and so it is, and so it is. Namaste. Where did the yeah, download come it from? Was, um, I was trying to, trying to sync it up with you, but uh, I think it like lagged, so I kind of like feel like I messed it up. That's so why I wanted to repeat it. <laughs> but um, that came from I, I that just kind of was channeled to me. I, I like to say I didn't like sit down at the table and try to write a mantra. Uh, it just came kind of through meditation. Uh, Freestyle. Yeah, it just kind of came to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely. I didn't like. I didn't sit down, like I said, and try to write it out or anything. It just kind of came to me in in meditation, and yeah, just started started kind of piecing it together. You know, probably the beginning was, you know, I'm I'm deserving to receive, and I'm open to receive, and um, then I just started to get specific, and yeah, I don't know. I just kind of put it together. It just kind of came to me, uh, and then I started seeing some big results in my day to day life, and um, I was like, wow, I should share this with other people. Yeah. And then I shared it with other people uh, through repetition. It really it beats things home. So some people probably think I'm crazy and nuts because I post it every day or they're tired of it or whack or whatever the case may be. Mm. But for me, it's very purposeful in the repetition, you know, so it's every day, every day, every day posting it. So it's beating to your brain, whether you might not even have had any intentions to want to even take it in. Mm-hmm. But you heard it and it becomes a part of you and uh, then you'll be thankful later after it because it is very powerful too uh, it can help you reconnect it can help you stay connected so and it's free once you memorize it um, and it's always always accessible to you mm-hmm. so in my opinion I just want like everybody who's open and receptive to try to tap into it because it changed my life and um and it has changed other people's lives and all they have to do is memorize it and like i said it's it's free and nobody can take it from you yes it's a beautiful it's a beautiful affirmation i actually just did a i just finished the 21 day abundance challenge and i would i would say it every day every time i would finish the the writing session i would say it every time i would just say it out loud Oh man, that's tight, man. That's a total honor and a privilege as well. Anytime anybody tells me that they implement the mantra, I'm very grateful. I feel like it's um supercharged in a sense. Uh, you know, anytime somebody is um reciting it, you know, it's strengthened and picking up strength and energy. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm super grateful. That's awesome, man. Salute for that twenty one um day gratitude challenge. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it was the the deep the water. Well, I, I just someone offered if I wanted to get in get in on it, but it was the deep pot cho- uh, chakra one, chakra one, whatever. But yeah, you know, oh, it was, okay, it was okay. it was very um. It made me realize that sometimes, like as much like I feel like the reason I don't attract abundance is because I still have that little voice in my in, inside of me that's like n- like that doubt in me, and I don't know what it is. No matter no matter no matter how much I believe in in and think, you know, everything's going to work out for the best, I still have that little voice in me that's going to be like, no, you're going to fail. Like, don't even start this. Don't even start that. And I know I shouldn't think like that, but it made me really, like, realize it. And, and, and now I'm very aware of it, so I try to, as soon as that thought comes into my head, I, I try to kill it right away, right away, when before I would just walk all day with it lingering in me saying, you're not going to do it. It's not going to happen. Keep going to work. Keep doing what you're doing. 
Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing. That's, that's the number one thing that holds people back because you can say something all, all day, but if you don't really feel it as true, you're going to revert and, and regress or, or whatnot back to the dominant thought and feeling, which is, no, nah, I can't do it. So what I tell people to do is you got to trick your brain and subconscious mind and you have to visualize it as if it's already taken place. And you got to use all the senses and details so vividly true that it starts to give you a feeling uh, that it is true and that it is possible and that it is already in the works. So like use your first four senses to give you the most important sense in this case, in my opinion, that's the feeling. So, you know, you have to sight and sound and taste, uh, sight, sound, taste, and what am I missing? Um, I'm drawing a blank on my fourth one, but then you use that one. Uh, you need to use those first four to give you the last one. Like I said, the feeling. Um, and then once you can feel it and you feel that it's true, I think it's just a matter of time. But yeah, that that doubt, man, is what really gets people. I, in fact, in the benevolent mantra we had uh, towards the end, there was this line that says, without okay. any shadow of yep. a doubt, and so it is, and so it is. Right before, and so it is, and so it is, and so it is, came yes. without any shadow of a doubt. Some people have an aversion to that um, line just because, like you said, they don't even want to say the word doubt. Um, so I took that line out, you uh. know, for that reason right there. So, you know. It didn't really affect me or whatnot, but I, I totally get it. And um, but yeah, so you know, I, I, I tell people they should try to master what's what I call the art of transmutation, or what uh, I don't think I coined that to be honest. But what we call the art of transmutation is just essentially, like you said, um, transmuting a negative thought into a positive one. You know, so of mm -hmm. course we know that if we tell ourselves we can't, then it's impossible. So. Yeah, you know, the only limit we really have is the limit we give ourselves in our mind. So um, we got to really be aware of that and check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. Definitely. Yeah. Especially all of those senses. What What is the sense? I forgot, bro. Hold on. Let's circle back very quickly. We got sight, uh, sound, um, taste, um, and then uh, here smell taste feel i don't know why i'm drawing a blank on uh one of the senses there but anyway the the point is that the feeling i think is most important so use all those details and that visualization and yep. you start to like form yourself as a lead character in a movie so to speak in your third eye aka your first eye and um mm -hmm. That should that should help you kind of move away from no doubt and then you use your signals signs and clues use your feedback you know use the uh uh you know positive reinforcement that people have been telling you to help you you know with that, that doubt and stuff you know and then meditation can help you affirmations mantras they can all yeah. help with the doubt because the yeah. doubt is coming from you having like a failure and then you start to doubt yourself and you suppress your kundalini energy so mm. you can awaken that kundalini energy and that potential uh through meditation through chanting through affirmations you know so so there's tools and it takes practice and you know we say positivity is like a muscle and it takes reps so you know it takes practice yeah you gotta just keep at it you know and sometimes it's you know this this matrix that we live in kind of it, it distracts you too. It it can get it can get kind of noisy, and I'm aware of that. So even when I 
like you know it's so easy to sit sit around and complain why your life isn't the way you, you want it to be and stuff like that but at the end of the day i mean you're the only one that can change the, your timeline and your your you know the way you want to go in life and it really a, a decision's all it takes you know discipline uh, you apply discipline and you can really change your life so i'm also practicing that to where you know, before I would say I'm venting, I would tell people, oh, I'm venting like like, yeah, hear me out. But I'm venting, which would in, in high sense, I'm complaining. I feel like I was complaining and I know we're human beings. and I know we have emotions and we should let we should, you know, ride those emotions out. But you can't dwell on the emotions as well. And you can't just complain and bitch and then disguise it as venting. So I'm also trying to practice where like I just like I don't I, it's little small problems that really don't mean like it's nothing serious to where you know i i shouldn't let i shouldn't let this be getting in the way of me but i think i know i just it's just like i guess we live in this video game and i we do need some type of you know money currency and sometimes you know that that financial not having that financial uh abundance that i want yet um it kind of you know it kind of throws me off sometimes like i'm i'm not there yet but i know i'm gonna get there i know man it gets hard bro it gets hard man you know um it gets hard for everybody out here. It's a cold, cruel, crooked world at many times. And it can it can beat you down, man. So, you know, again, harvest the good, I think, is what is yeah. really important. Because whatever you look for, you're going to find. Exactly. And I like to say, if you focus on fuckery, you're fucked. You look for the fuckery, you're going to find it. You know, mm. you look for the abundance and you find it everywhere amongst you. So... In any situation where you feel like you don't got enough or whatever, harvest the good. You know, yeah. what do you have that's good, you know? And what do you have that you're complaining about? Or what are you complaining about that it is that somebody else wishes that they had for their problem, you know? That's a fact. So, like, it's all in the perspective. There could be a much lower, different perspective for yeah. somebody else, you know what I mean? Who, like, again, they would wish to have the bills that you have because it would sig signify things that they have and people to trust them to front them services and goods you know um so yeah i think it's all about harvesting the good and i think what we were forgetting before we you know people think that we just lost it is smell so here taste uh see uh and a uh, sight and smell i think is what we were forgetting and then of course the feeling but anyway i just wanted to include that real quick <laughs> now i was thinking like i was gonna say smell but i wasn't sure because I, I thought it was so easy because so i was like maybe it wasn't smell <laughs> yeah no you know your basic five senses um right. sight sound um smell taste and then uh feeling but anyway do you do you still have do you still have do you still have days where um do you still have quote on? Do you still have bad days, or do you have days where you know you're not feeling it, or you don't really let that affect you? Oh no, most definitely, bro, most definitely, and that's what I also I wanted to include that. Um, I think you know what's really important that I've learned is you compile all these tools. You know, you got your art of transmutation, meditation, affirmation, mantras. Mm -hmm. um, you know, positivity. You know balloon tech you got all these different techniques and and tools i like to call it you put in like a little virtual tool belt that you can pull from at any time and then it's all about using those tools so that when you do fall off you get your ass back on track as fast as possible before you spiral downhill and dug yourself a big deeper hole because that's what happens we let 
you know, more and more times, the more and more time goes by that you're dwelling on whatever this thing is and having a bad day, it gets harder and harder to pull yourself out. Yep. So I think that's the main key to check yourself before you wreck yourself as fast as possible. So sh- excuse my language, shit will happen or whatever. Things won't be perfect. You couldn't tell a, a good day from a bad day if they all were perfect. But mm. so you give thanks for not being perfect anyway. The contrast, the contrast can help you the day, you know, well, yeah. well, OK, I didn't like that. So, you know, there's my contrast. Now I know what not to do next time or whatever. Right. Yep. But um, using all those tools to get back on track, uh, is, I think, is what it's all about. So not letting too much time transpire. Um, but surely it happens to me. I have bad days and I let things like I take things personal, you know, with the misses or something or, you know, let the children irritate me um, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't think anybody's perfect. Um, and I think, you know, in fact, if somebody... Uh, doesn't appear to have any like rascal in them, which I got from Alan Watts. He says, you know, I don't trust anybody who seems perfect or, or comes off as perfect and doesn't have any rascal in them. <laughs> so I think hey, we all, you know, can go through it. Things happen. And, and again, and just got to get back on track before you dig yourself too big of a hole. It's much harder that way, you know, and, a day or hour or a moment could turn into a week or weeks yeah. or a bad month. So that's what we're trying to avoid. Yeah. Do you tend to, um, uh, how do you thought I said this? Do you tend to convert that energy into like creative energy or something like that? Well, sure. Um, because especially when you have pulled through it, you can see where you went wrong. And, you know, you can use that as a learning and teaching experience, you know? So -hmm. now you can tell others, you know, look, this is what you shouldn't do. This is what you probably don't want to do. You know, Mm -hmm. I've been there and I live and learn. Uh, And, you know, I always had a shitty day when I did X, Y, Z. And I got myself out by doing this. So that's that's the creation right there, you know? Yep. Yeah, so definitely you can if you let it, you know? I'd like to take the bit of perspective where everything uh, is a blessing, even the mistakes, so that the mistakes are a learning experience. So in that you know, sense, um, you know, definitely we can find some creative ideas and, and you know, blessings from, uh, from those situations, for sure. And I like, I like to say that um, I, I like hearing from other people's perspective. And if, you know, this is, this is a saying that goes... Uh, smart people learn from their own mistakes but wise people learn from other people's mistakes so if you went through something and you're telling me like this wasn't it i mean i get that we cannot we all have to experience something like eventually but if i can avoid that path then i'm gonna avoid that path because this person has been through it he said it wasn't the best the best way to go and now you've you know like you said you you kind of like you said earlier you, you uh you tell you can tell people not to do x y and z so that's how i look at it so i always i always look at people that you know, have more experience than me in certain in certain fields, or have done different things than me. Because why do I have to go through it if they if they already went through it and they saw that it wasn't the right path to go down? Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. You know, uh, you got There's a lot of wisdom that comes from the elders, so yeah. you know, you can tap into wisdom by tapping into the elders by just you know taking heed to the elders who are trying to forewarn us for whatever that case may be. 
I mean, even you got like everybody is a um, <laughs> everybody's a Bitcoin expertise <laughs> expert and stuff now, you know. And I was talking about this with the missus yesterday. She was like, "Yeah," I was like, "Look, this person got a class now, and it's funny." Uh, you know, uh, I see a lot of inspiration coming from people that I know, you know, were inspired by certain classes we did. But anyway, they told me, like, yeah, it's a Bitcoin class or something like that. I was like, oh, wow, really? She's like, I was going to sign up for it, but, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, that's one reason. That's, that's cool. And all. I don't even want to say what the reason is, because, you know, but the, the other thing I'm thinking is, like, you know, if somebody makes a couple bucks and now they're an expert you know what i'm saying so everybody wants to teach everybody now but so my point of that is that yeah tap in with the ogs you know tap in with the ogs who's been down the path that you're trying to go and maybe they can help you know enlighten you to you know stay on that path of least resistance or whatnot so yeah man um you know they say that man that knows everything Thing, knows the most knows he doesn't know everything exactly you know? so i i was my teacher you know we just we keep we learn from everyone i recently got got to that point you know like i embarked in my in my spiritual journey my conspiracy journey like you said earlier one rabbit hole leads you down a whole bunch and i got to the point where now i we don't know anything no one knows nothing you know and it's and it's fine not to know any not to know anything i mean I'm, when i say nothing i don't mean like you know, like holistic type of foods or herbs and stuff that can really heal you. I'm, what I mean by that is just like you, like you were saying that people, you know, make money off something real quick and think they know all the answers or, you know, people find out one conspiracy and they think they know all the answers and they know where we're going. And it's like, we don't know where we're going. We don't know where we're going to be next year. Cause last year I thought the end of the end of times was coming when COVID first hit. I yeah. thought it was martial law was getting implemented and who knows if it still is, but we got we mm-hmm. that that fear, you know, that programming in us. And now it's just like none of us know anything. You can take your jabs at it. You can have your perspective of where we might be going. But who knows? You know, who knows what, what timeline we're going to go be, be going down? Yeah, that's so true, man. And I, I learned that actually with the conspiracy theories, bro. Trust me, I know about some of the craziest and like I'm well aware of though of, of most. Right. But what I've come to realize, you know, after a certain time, one, many of them, I couldn't change. So it didn't really matter, you know, like Flat Earth, Flat Earth, for example, you know, it's something that, you know, I don't know, maybe some of your listeners just, it's so polarizing right now. Some of them are just, I'm going to lose them the whole train of thought because they're just going (laughs) to go with their, their train, their, their back with whatever their belief system is. Right. But the point, my point I'm making is that one, you can't prove that shit as many things that you think that you can. It's at the end of the day, you just can't prove that shit. And a lot of those other conspiracy theories, unfortunately, you just can't prove that either. So what do you really know? And on top of that, a lot of them, they cannot, they don't change your day to day. You can't change them and they don't change your day to day, whether the earth is round or flat. Exactly. All I could get out of that is knowing that the government possibly lied to me, but yeah. I already know they lied to me a thousand different ways over besides that. So like, you know, that's neither really here nor there for me. Um, you know what I'm saying? So I, as you say, like, what do we really know at the end of the day? You know, you just got to know your truth at the end of the day, really sat on truth is my identity. That's really all you know or should know. Half of us don't even know our own truth, to be honest. But. Sheesh. That's a bar. Yeah, that's true. We don't. We don't know our own truth. And it, it, it just gets messy, too. You know, like conspiracies, like that was... This is conspiracy, you know, like my show's called Conspiracy. We, I've talked about all the type of conspiracy that you think of, whether it be plasma or the plasma reset, 
whether it be, you know, everything is fake as far as even the people that we think are running this are probably just fake and NPCs. And, you know, I've, I've, we talked about it all here, but at one point I would get so caught up in thinking I had the answers that I know was good. I know what's happening. And then the more this is unraveling, it's just like, I don't know, not nothing. And I'm OK with not knowing anything. I don't care no more to be trying to, you know, I'm going to do me. And hopefully just my actions are able to inspire other people. But me telling other people, me trying to force down some information down other people's throat is not the answer. And that, that, and that never works. Yeah, no, that never works. And that's one thing I learned about, like, the diet and stuff. You just got to lead by example. And then people will see a change in you. And then they'll be drawn to ask you and come to you rather than you having to, you know, try to preach to them yeah. and force things down their throat. And also, you can't really change anybody's life path. So it's mm. cool to have these conversations. And a lot of these conspiracies are not theories or, you know, they, they are conspiracy realities. I, and I totally know that. Trust me. Mm. Uh, but I, I think we just can't get too caught up in all of it um, and then lose sight of the bigger picture because, you know, it can become a big, uh, a big distraction. But you can't change anybody's life path. So you can only kind of try to lead them to water. But then after that, that's it. You got to just lead by example, let them do them. And, you know, you imagine it like you're literally sleeping, you know, imagine you in a literal sleep and somebody tried to shake you and wake you up, you know, it's not going to be comforting or it's going to be startling and uh, you're not going to be very happy. You're going to meet it with like aggression and anger and conflict. So that's like the same way, you know, uh, with uh, trying to wake people up and um, let them know about a lot of these uh, conspiracy theories and realities. Um, but, yeah. but, but it's just something that has to be done. You know, I don't want anybody to get me wrong. You know, we do need to have the conversations and, um, there is a lot of wickedness going on, you know, trust me, I'm, I'm well aware. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, you got to circle back to self, circle back to family and don't, don't let it over consume you. And, and then, yeah, a lot of it's fear-based. I mean, you know, you know, another thing they started to give me is every year, you know, once you get into these rabbit holes and, you know, every year the world is ending, you know, from <laughs> Y2K or, you know, the meteor or, you know, just whatever the case may be, swine flu, whatever. And it's just been happening forever, you know, since I've been alive, really. So that's another thing that kind of like you got to be careful. You don't get caught up in the, the fear base of it all. Where do you see us? Where do you see all this going? Just in the next year, what do you think is in, what do you think will go in the next year? Just a, just a, you know speaking hypothetically, nothing set in stone. Yeah, man. You know, of course, I don't know, man. You know, my my guess would be probably a relapse. Unfortunately, um, I think they they saw how well everybody bit on yeah. this uh, situation and bowed down and bent over so fast and easily um so i think unfortunately they saw a lot of potential uh to kind of maybe go next level so i think they're going to keep trying to force the machination down your throat really hard and um kind of uh polarize everything uh you know to if you have uh, it's kind of like almost civil rights all over again. Uh, I think that, you know, you won't be able to drink out of certain water fountains and go to certain places if you're not showing proof uh, in the near future. So I don't know, man. I think another year of that, 
you know, another year of the protest and fuckery and then maybe some kind of crazy implosion, um, you yeah. know, in the near future, whether that be the people all standing up and, uh, you know, making the table fall when the game crash. Yeah. Or some kind of um, earthly uh, implosion, you know. I don't know. It's just maybe my, my hypothesis, man. But right. uh, they're, they're really not letting up on this um, quack scene situation, <laughs> I see. Um, so Speaking I think of- that's going to just polarize things, you know, separate, more separativeness from that, more separation from that. Oh, yeah. And it's unfortunate, but that's, yeah. And you 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 had a well speaking of the the smacks the nations um did your first your first born was was she born regular like you know when with western ideology in the hospital and everything like that or in the hospital yeah um yeah, at that point i wasn't aware you know so yeah. she had um regular regular hospital birth routines and stuff you know so it was like some goofy heavy and eye ointment and I think a K prick. Uh, but, um, yeah, I'm very blessed and grateful to, you know, by the time she was, uh, you know, around two months, they recommend you to do all these things again. Mm. Uh, I had already started to be on my path of, um, becoming, uh, aware of a lot of the fuckery going on out here. And then the last, the last two you had were on natural home birth, or the last three? Uh, the last two, yeah. So the second, um, although I was aware, uh, couldn't get mom, you know, quite on board to do like a totally at home thing. Uh, right. But um, we did decline in the hospital uh, for any of their uh, further assistance of things going inside of the little one. You yeah. Know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, she had a hospital birth, but we declined anything else besides just coming out of mommy. You know what I mean? We're out of there as soon as possible. 48 hours tops. Um, uh, and then, yeah, the last two were born, born at home. And how did you feel? Totally did night you, and day. Yeah, I was going to ask, you saw the difference in, in, in the, the births? Yeah, you know, the mom bounced back much quicker. Um, the children were, you know, much more alert initially, you know, without goofy ointments in their face. And bright lights and being passed around with strangers and all these different things. So, yeah, but, you know, mainly though, uh, well, not mainly because, you know, the children, it's really all about them uh, for right. the most part the decisions were made for the last two but um the mom bounced back extremely fast where the first where the hospital birth looked like you know she had um you know it really took a lot out of her yeah uh you know she was groggy and stuff and um the last two she was just like back on her feet and feeling good right afterwards and yeah, you know, you're in your home, you know, it's much more comfortable. I mean, there's so many benefits, you know, I can yeah. just go down this crazy rabbit hole on that alone. But you avoid <laughs> so many whammies and there's so many benefits. So it's like a no brainer to us at this point. But we understand how, you know, people can be apprehensive and not think that they can do it on their own. So, you know, I get that as well. It's not the case, totally untrue. 
Yeah. You know, of course, there's some rare exceptions that people want to find and stuff. Well, I got to blah, 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 blah. Okay, whatever. But for the most part, um, you know, that is not the case. You are uh, equipped to do this, you know, without any, you know, modern day uh, intervention, you know? Yes. I'm actually going to have a, a doula on here soon. So I'm excited for that conversation. Oh, yeah, that's a great that's a great thing you're doing, having a doula on. And, um, and that's what's up. I'll be uh, tapping in for that one. Um, I wanted to ask um, for people that are out there that have kids and are listening to this. Uh, what would you rec? I know uh, it's breastfeeding would be the best thing to do to feed your baby from for how long until until you can incorporate, you know, whatever's next after that and it, whatever is next after that what would you recommend like fruits or i don't know some nuts or juicing i don't know you know what would you recommend yeah so the saying is uh goes breast is best and uh you know there's different thoughts uh ideologies but you know typically around at least one year is recommended uh some recommend two years you know at least um and then also when introducing solid foods, that can vary too. Some people recommend start as early as four. I think that's way too early. For solid uh, foods? A lot of people recommend introducing solid foods at like six months. I think even that's too early. And, you know, some uh, recommend just strictly breastfed for like the first year. So there's, you know, there's uh, different opinions and stuff, but we like to do the breasts at least for like a good year and a half or so. Um, some of them went like closer to two, some of them were like a year and a half. Can't remember exactly right now, but, uh, at around maybe seven or no, maybe like closer to eight months, we'll introduce some solid food and that would be like some orange vegetables like squash or sweet potato. Uh, these ones, um, digest easily they're pretty uh nutrient dense and packed um and they're not too sweet uh but they're not like too bitter or whatever so we don't want to introduce like maybe necessarily the sweet fruits first um because just maybe we are you know don't want them to get too hooked on sweets initially there's trains of thought to say that that's not true at all you know and you can give them fruits first and they'll totally eat vegetables but anyway we like to do it this way and we introduce like an orange food first an orange vegetable steamed mm. uh, you just steam it and then you mash it it's just very it's very very simple there's no need to ever buy a crap ass jar that's been a vegetable sitting on a shelf for months on end if you cook the vegetable jarred it you couldn't sit it on a, on a shelf for months. Right. So, right. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's totally simple, you know, and easy. And then from there we'll like, uh, maybe do like, uh, you know, some mash and peas, you know, we'll kind of transition it. And, um, you want to introduce the fats a little bit later because, you know, they're digestive and liver and stuff is not fully, uh, developed. So fats can be a little bit hard to digest, but you know, after a couple of other foods and they get a little bit older, um, you know, a couple months older or whatever, we'll introduce some avocados, great food, you know, uh, coconut some way, somehow, you know, if they can like, you know, you don't, of course, got to avoid choking hazards, but, um, yes. yeah, we'll start to include some healthy fats after some fruits and veggies. So yeah, that's pretty much how it'll go, you know, uh, around maybe seven, eight months, we'll introduce some solid orange vegetable and then maybe it'll be like a green vegetable, maybe some zucchini, 
um, mashed up, maybe some green peas, mm. uh, maybe some butternut squash. And, um, yeah, then, you know, we may move on to some fruits here and there. And then, you know, eventually on to some avocado and maybe some nut butters. Mm. And, and, yeah, then eventually they'll just kind of eat smaller portions of uh, whatever we eat. Um, yeah, I mean, growing up, we're, you know, especially, you know, I grew I'm I'm Mexican, so we grew up, my grandma lived with us, so, oh my gosh, like, plates super big, you know, <laughs> from a young age, you know, if we ate a little bit, we weren't going to grow, and, and it was a lot of oil oh, yeah. in the food. Yeah, yeah, I know, you know, it's like my daughter's um, probably, like, uh, whatever the average is. You know, they're like under the, the weight average. But, you know, I look and I'm like, well, the average is not really average. The average is like adjusted to, you know, the overweight type of average flow now. Yep. So we don't really trip off that, you know. We're like, you know, just because society, you know, thinks that this shit is normal nowadays. And we ain't really, you know, going with the, the common guidelines and, you know, averages. So, so yeah, I think that's the thing, too. Man, you know, I I really commend you, Blizzy, because you know just to even see your your daughters even to go like even their older ones where they repeat the the mantra as well, and even the little one, she kind of you know she's piecing it together already. Like I'm seeing like just from just from you posting, I'm seeing like their growth, and it's it's, it's amazing. I'm like, damn, this is really it's really possible. Like you can really do this, but you have to be the leader and the example as well. You can't just expect your kids to be better than you if you're not doing better either. Right. Yeah, that's that's the truest ish ever, bro. They're just a total sponge. A lot of times I'm like, you know, thinking what's wrong with you or why are you doing this, that, and the third? And I got to remind myself um, it's all because of me. You know what I mean? Where the hell else would she learn it? Like, um, we only do TV on the weekend evenings, Friday, Saturday, Sunday evenings, and it's PBS Kids for the most part or like a family corniest g-rated movie i can find which is really hard all that shit is rad they're throwing all kinds of subliminal fuckery yep. so hard bro i was gonna ask um, you about that like do you let them watch anything so they don't get programmed um yeah so it's 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 hard bro it's really hard man because it's that kind of thing where like you know you got to be careful what you limit because then, it, you know, they just fiend for it more and it explodes in your face later down the line when you can't, like, micromanage everything or they're adults or whatever, you know. Um, so this is a hard situation. Uh, I like for it to have never really gotten introduced much, but it did, you know, inevitably through, you know, not blaming anybody, but, you know, mom or grandma or somebody. And right. Anyway, though, uh, at this point for many years, for longest, for years now, they basically do tv time on the weekends so like i said friday saturday yeah and sunday they can watch some tv but it's not till the evening like around six thirty-seven. um so you know from like seven to like nine or something nine or ten when they go to bed uh they're watching pbs kids shows and then sometimes you know like maybe once or twice in the weekend we'll watch a family movie um so yeah, that's that's how the TV flow goes. But still more than I like PBS Kids. Still slips in some oh yeah subliminal fuckery. Trust me, I'm aware. It's just like man, you know, 
And I just, I don't know how practical it is to totally banish it because um, they know it exists. They'll feel deprived and it'll probably backfire on me. So I'm trying to walk this balance right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They geek, they geek out for it on the weekend. It's already bad enough. Sometimes I wonder, like, should I just kind of give it all up and let them do their own thing and hope that they get it out of the system? But then I'm like, well, fuck no, I can't do that. Excuse my language. So this is just this is just how I'm doing it right now, man. This is the best I can figure out and think of. Yeah, yeah. This weekend flow, a couple hours on the weekend evening flow. Okay. And, you know, we, we go out, we do things. It's not like on every day of the week or like, you know, talking about it or whatever so you yeah. know it's not the biggest deal hopefully in the world i've always wondered this when like people when when, when people are raising kids to be um you know different than the, than the, the average kid like when they go around other kids are they looked at as weird because they don't consume the same things do you let them you know indulge in certain things like you know food wise or how do, how is it when they're around cousins if they have any or you know other small ones that aren't living the same lifestyle that you're trying to, you know, give them? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so, you know, we handle it different ways. If it's like a birthday party or something, maybe sometimes we'll plan ahead and bring them like a vegan gluten-free option because most of the time, whoever's still in the party or whatever, mm-hmm. they ain't tripping. Yep. They ain't thinking about you and your little whatever yep. vibe you got. They just got the typical, you know, sometimes it's not always the case. And then we got homies that are vegan and that's nothing that we even got to worry about. And that's of course the coolest, you know, but yes. um, yeah, you know, sometimes we'll either plan ahead or we'll just have a quick little talk and we'll be like, um, all right, so, you know, you know, uh, so-and-so is probably not going to have, uh, you know, um, a fuckery free option, or it's probably not going to be a vegan cake or whatever. So, you know, just basically prepping them. Don't trip. You know, I'll get you a little treat later or afterwards or something. So, you know, we'll either go about it like just having a little talk, a small little, you know, talk and let them know, you know, don't start tripping. You know what I'm saying? When we get there, we'll, we'll look out for you. Don't even, don't even trip. And then they're always like, okay, cool. They understand, you know, and it might be a little awkward for them. I bet I can imagine to be quite honest, yeah. but yeah, they're not about to just be eating whatever at every party. So it is what it is. You know, it's not, you know, we, we weigh the risk and the reward, I think. And, you know, I don't know would that moment be, you know, worth the long haul and the every time. And the now when we go home and well, I had it that time, can I have it now? Just, so that, you know what I mean? So we like to stick to the discipline and uh, we never waver from that. Um, and we just talk it out, you know, we either, like I said, plan ahead, bring them something, yeah. depending on what the case or the situation is or the family or whatever it is, or we tell them, you know, look, you know, you're probably not going to be able to, eat that and don't trip we'll get you something a little treat when we leave or whatever so yeah but that's a good question and yeah you know the children are still young so they're not really like talking about each other like oh you're weird or like you know or like oh why or you know they just kind of oh, okay go about still that's just true. eating their thing you know while you know whatever so it's not like uh really an awkward situation of yeah, it's interesting, you know, I, that, that, you know, having a talk with them probably would be best because I've thought about that, you know, when I, if I do, when I have kids and, you know, going to like family parties and even if we give them the talk, though, like I, what if they, you know, they they're seeing everyone eat ice cream and they don't got one. So I, I've already told myself too, like, I'm going to have to bring 
you know stuff to the to the party just so they can they don't feel left out because you know they're still kids and it's, you know like well, why do they yeah. get that and i don't get that so that it can be one of the harder situations you yeah. know to be honest but um at the, at, the, at the same time like the party is not ever typically revolving around that it's more of all revolved around them running around and playing you know that's true so that's that, true that's more of just like a brief moment uh in the overall picture you know where they're trying to scarf the food down as fast as they can quite honestly so they can hurry up and get out of the seat and go play and stuff <laughs> anyway yeah know? so it's a thing but you know what i'm saying at the end of the day shit them being healthy them not getting yep. into bad habits is a thing too so you know you got to pick what you want to do and how you're going to move about that uh later and accordingly you know do they get sick quickly oh, no, nah, not at all. But I just want to say, I always tell people too, like, you know, they don't really trip because they've never been introduced to a lot of things. Ah. You know what I'm saying? So once you introduce them to certain things, it's really hard. You're going to be fighting them like crazy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So just be careful if you are in a situation or position where you haven't yet, you know, because they don't, you know, their age or whatever or whatever. So, so that's, that's, you know, that's a big thing. That's part of it too, you know. We're not even introducing them to certain fuckery, so they don't even trip off a certain fuckery. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, facts. That's smart. Yeah, I was trying to look at it like that. Now, I want to... Yeah. kind of want to pivot. I'm sorry, what were you saying right before that, though? I kind of cut you... Um... No, do they do they get sick? Have the, you know, often? Oh, yeah. No, no, man. No, they don't get sick hardly at, at all, bro. Not to, like, y'all, whatever, but they just don't. You know, um... My first daughter, she went like, she was probably almost two years old before she ever threw up. She threw up because she caught this super bug from her grandma. We were in Vegas. Her grandma caught something. And it was one of those things where like, if you just knock on the door, you're going to catch that thing. And it's like some crazy 24, 48 hour bug. I'm talking about everybody in the family got it. Except for me though. Okay. That's one thing I want to include. I did not get that shit. Right. It's so crazy. Even my mom. She came over to the house just for like five minutes, I swear, and just she ended up getting that little whatever. It was a crazy, kind of crazy bug that the grandma picked up. But anyway, my daughter, that was the first time she ever threw up. She threw up on me, mind you, I was holding her uh, and upstairs. I'll never forget. She just barfed all over me, and I still never got that, whatever the hell that was. But I say all that to say that was the first time she ever even got sick. It was some crazy, super contagious 24, 48-hour type bug. And then she's only like even thrown up a handful of times in her eight-year-old life. And now the others don't get sick. When she, um, you know, you got to make sure you get on the same page with your spouse and partner before you have children. It's a really great idea because, yeah. you know, um, a lot of things, quite honestly, we were not always on the same page and still aren't. Um, and schooling was one of them. Her mom and her grandma really intent on having her go like the traditional route of schooling. You know, you'll be weird and socially awkward if you don't. Yeah. So she went to like a nursery preschool kind of thing. Uh, it was a co-op. So like I would always be there. Uh, but then she went to a, a kindergarten friend's school is what they call it. And, um, you know, she that stint when she was in that, she picked up quite a few sicknesses. Like not sick, I'm sorry. She got sick quite a few times in that little stint. When she stopped going there, she has not really been sick since, you know. So it's amazing how that works, man. You know, a lot of these children circulate and I think are like, you know, some of them unfortunately I think are, you know, facilitating a, a, passing on a lot of things to some of the others. 
Yeah. So no, man. But long story short, or whatever, you know, they they none of them um, have really ever really gotten sick like that, man. You know, they catch little whatever, I guess maybe occasionally, but no, they're they, they're very healthy. Nice, nice, nice. Well, that's interesting. You know, thank you for that information because for people that are listening that got kids and maybe are you know want to take a certain route. It's possible. Don't let these people scare you. Don't let them tell you they need to be vaccinated. They're going to get sick. That They need to go to school. They're going to be anti school. Like, there's so many ways to go about it, but obviously sometimes it comes down to money. So, but then, yeah, yeah, I get that for sure. But I kind of want to kind of want to pivot out of the, you know, fa- the fatherhood. And I want to talk about how you got, how did, what inspired you to start writing? You know, what, what, when, when did you first, when was the first uh, time you published your first book? Cause you have three now and I know you have a coloring book as well for, for the children. Yeah. Yeah. I self-published five books now. Five. Um, Ooh, okay. Three, two children's books. And, um, they're really books. Uh, you know, I always try to check myself when I call them children's books. Because they're really okay. books uh, okay. for a reader of any age. You know, there's a lot of adults that have no clue about universal law, which one of the quote-unquote children's books is about. But anyway, um, yeah, I've self-published five books. I mean, if you add the coloring book, you could maybe say technically six, a couple calendars. So, you know, I don't know. You could even maybe increase that number. But anyway, uh, my first book was published, Level Up, in 2018. And, um, you know, the universe just told me I, I, I need to do this. I need to put down all these things that I've learned into a book uh, for, you know, masses to tap into at any time and, um, you know, make it more timeless that way. Of course, you can burn a book literally, but, you know, books aren't like the Internet where you can just erase somebody's page or something. Books are more timeless in that sense. Yeah. And I knew that. I had that on my mind. You know, there's sources that I've information i've come across and try to go and you cannot find it anymore it's like the website is literally erased or whatever whatever so i'm fortunate first of all to receive a lot of these positive mental downloads which again literally i try to go find i can't even still i cannot find the links to the resources you know like they've been wiped clean so something was just telling me to get all this stuff down and out and um that's how it started and um you know from there you just kind of um you know, as you live and learn, you, you learn new things. And uh, then there's new things that really started everything. Okay. So I just needed to make, that was always like, you know, I'm going to do this one and I'm going to do the recipe book. And then from there, you know, I started to realize, well, shit, I've been meditating for years now, twice a day. Uh, tally that up. It's like thousands of meditation sessions. So shit, I can write a book on meditation. So I'm writing a book on meditation now. And, you know, then before that, I, you know, uh, the mental wellness thing was always something that I wanted to write about and manifestation. And so, you know, anyway, just time goes by and um, you learn new things and uh, you apply new things into your life. And, um, and then it's, you got new material, you know. So honestly, I, I published, self-published five books. I'm working on this meditation book. It was flowing. I wrote half of it uh, last year, right about this same time. And I put it down, went on vacation. Uh, next thing you know, we sold our house or we moved into a new house in the, in the winter. Then we had this baby and, uh, end of winter, beginning of spring. Next thing you know, it's been a year since I put the pen down halfway through this meditation book. So I'm trying to get back onto that. 
Mm. And um, and there's a bunch of other things I'm going to write about. So, you know, it's, I guess it's just all about, I think everybody has a book in them, at least one. Everybody has, uh, you know, an, a unique life experience that would resonate with somebody and somebody would find interesting and or helpful and or everybody has a skill set or unique skills and um, and uh, positive mental downloads and information and wisdom that they could offer um, uh, somebody in this world. You know, there's all these different niches and genres of people and lifestyles now. Somebody resonates with you, you know, specifically yeah. you that I'm talking to, Chris, and you, the listener, you know. So, yeah. yeah, I think everybody has a book in them, at least one. And then I think once you write one book, you can find that you got even more in you, and that wasn't even so hard. You write down some bullet points. First of all, you know what the, the overall flow is going to be, what it's going to be about. And then maybe you write down some bullet points of how you want it to flow, like here's my intro, then I'm going to go into this, and I'm going to go into this and this. And yeah. then you just elaborate on those um, on those bullet points that you wrote down. You know, I think that's a, a great way to to go about it. And uh, I think we can all do that. We all have a book in us. We we'll write down some bullet points to elaborate on to fill up a hundred pages or more or less. Doesn't have to be a magic number. Were you surprised yeah. by the reception that the the books received? Uh, a little bit. It's weird. Yes, but at the same time, I have to say no because I, I put it into visualization that mm. it's going to be a major success. And it still is in the works, actually, because I haven't sold millions of copies. But that is the plan, and that is in um, in, in destiny um, in, in the books and uh, the very near future, perfect divine timing. But um, so that's a weird question. Yes and no, you know, because um, that well, was the intent, well, you know, but... Uh, but I will say, you know, we ship uh, level up to every continent, uh, just about every continent in the world, except for like, you know, Antarctica and uh, and Africa. But, you know, everywhere else we ship to New Zealand and Australia and Asia and Japan and, wow. you know, UK and <laughs> Amsterdam and Scotland and Ireland. So, you know, I don't know if I have to be quite honest if I like really saw all that, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, you, you when did you start building the Instagram page? Like, when did you when did you start getting all this, the the following to where you know people were really looking forward to what you what you have to say about certain things or the information? Like, when did that start happening? Um, uh, probably like around the same time of publishing the um first book. So really? a couple of years ago, probably like two thousand seventeen or eighteen. Um. Yeah, you know, I just started speaking my own truth. Well, I always was, but you know, I was I would do more so reposting things that resonated with me, and that's okay. cool, you know, whatever. But you know, anybody can do that, really. So things really, I think, changed when I started um, articulating things in my own words and whatnot. You know, uh, I did a couple. I did like some water posts. Uh, people, man, they're really. Um, uh, interested in water any post you do on water always <laughs> has a lot of interest and goes oh viral. that's right you know what you so know i did this water post and then post the water post started going viral and um i think it was just time you know honestly looking back on it but we also put it into manifestation uh meditation so you know i don't know i don't want to get too far out and trippy but um 
we literally did a specific type of meditation and visualized um that's the page funny. blowing up and then it would happen like same day a lot of times get reposted from a page with like you know hundreds of thousands of followers yeah. and pages blowing up for days after that you know so so yeah it was a visualization you, and, uh, yeah. you started that trend I, well, I don't know if you started it or not but i feel like you're the i see a lot of people doing this now where you go into the grocery aisles and you like, you know, you start pointing at everything, all the the water aisle and you start debunking everything. I see a lot more people doing those videos, but I feel like that's your style. And I you probably don't care that people are, you know, doing it as well. But, you know, I'm like, I, I seen a few videos the other day from like different accounts and I'm like, yo, they're really, they're really jacking Blizzy's whole swag. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people would tag me all the time, like, you know, like, yo, like get a man some credit or something. I don't know. <laughs> I would see it and I would, you know, I would think it was wild, you know, like, I don't know, I'm just the type of person, I always, like, yeah, I got this, you know, I'm inspired by Wing Die or whatever, Louis say. I would see people with, like, flat out, man, like, same style of text around the video yes. and everything, like, yes. damn, like, but it's yeah. cool, though, you know, and, but yeah, I didn't, um, I didn't really see nobody going in the grocery store at that time, but I was just like, you know, shit. It is what it is. He's, you know, this is going on. Somebody, people need to know. And um, shit, you know, with the grocery store going to stop me, I'm supposed to feel bad about the grocery store who's selling this shit. Like, they should feel bad for selling this shit, not me going in there exposing the shit that they're selling. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I just feel like I exposed everything in there. There's nothing even almost left. But I'm going to circle back, and we'll get back in the grocery store at some point, actually. I got some ideas, things to cover. I I, I love the, the your whole format, though. Your whole format, like, the Aloha family. You started out with the little, with the waving your little fingers in their hand. And then you get into debunking all the stuff. And, I, you know, so I, I always, when I came across your account, I was just very like, yo, he really breaking down all the things that I once thought were good for you or just because I thought I was it was plant based that it was good for you. But you really made me yeah. like narrow down on the ingredients and look into ingredients. And, you know, the less ingredients, the better it is, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, they less ingredients by weight as well. So what that, is, whatever is first is most prevalent and yeah. so forth and so on. Um, yeah, I mean. It's unfortunate, you know, people aren't really aware. They just kind of look at the, the front, the label, and then that's how they end up getting bamboozled because the label will totally lie to you and or or, or mislead you. Or all the information is on the ingredients list. So, um, so that's where people really got to go to, and they need to uh, be aware of that. And then they need to be aware of what they're looking for and, it's really simple. If you can't recognize something, you don't know what its place is or purpose is in that uh, food or ingredient list, then just you probably don't need it. Yeah. You know. That's a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. Um. Uh. But uh, before we get out of here, Blizzy, you you also do something. Um. You also dropped a a music. I mean, a, like an album type thing. You got like two of yeah. them, like meditation albums, right? Yeah, we did two of them so far. We plan to have a children's version where it's just my daughters doing a couple of tracks. We did like two or three of those so far, but um, everybody's really busy, so we just got to 
figure uh, hash it out and finish that 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 new one up. But yeah, we did two. We call it the Divine Nine Mantra mixtape. They're on most major <laughs> music platforms like Apple and Spotify. Yep. And um, yeah, the first one, it just came about, man, from the mantra. Uh, I, you know, I, I got a certain people you talk to a lot in the DM. And, you know, you get more familiar with them and you start to build with them. And, um, you know, as a buddy we were always talking to and I started to remix the mantra, kind of just playing around with it, trying to make it rhyme a little bit, make it more like a cadence. When I was saying it on my stories and my um, this guy reached out and he was like, you know, we should remix. I was like, remix or something <laughs> like that. Anyway, it just kind of led like kind of like just messing around one track and then we just decided to like man we should um that's pretty fire let's just turn it into like a little ep mm-hmm. and then it came out so clean it was um, hard decided to do a second version and then the second version is chakra healing edition so it's a divine nine yeah. uh chakra healing version we go through each chakra yeah. as like a track kind of clearing each chakra center it's really cool i ain't never really heard nothing like it man to be honest kind of like its own little thing kind of uh really happy with it and um so yeah you know a lot of these things just came about i didn't like set out to make music or like man i want to make an album or a mixtape and it just came about you know i think that's one cool thing about alignment is a lot of cool uh unexpected blessings can come about when you're um in a place of alignment I thought it was fire. I'm a, I love hip hop. So when I heard it, I was like, "Oh, this is saucy too." Like he gave you, he gave you that hip hop mm. element. And so when I, when people tell me they want to hear some like meditation music, that's what usually what I throw on. <laughs> I throw on your shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, kind of, we kind of started to put it together. And then like the second one, I was like, "Well, shit, man. Maybe I should actually start try to rhyme." <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So the second one is more like rhyming. The yeah, first one yeah. is almost like some spoken word meditation type flow. Right. But yeah, it was just a homie and I. I, I you know, I, I don't even like to really tell people because I don't want to like blow the uh, visuals or audio, I should say, really. But like, I just sent him voice memos here in Maryland wow. uh, to him in Hollywood, and he chopped it up. Just him and I um, from voice memos. So he did all the production and beats. He's a really amazing producer. He's worked with some really wow. talented like stars, and um, so yeah, that's how it happened um that's fire yeah thank you bro so he's he, yeah so I, I give him all the credit i'm just talking some shit on there and he really put it all together i i like i like people you're creative in my eyes blizzy you know you create whether but you create when you get you're giving us information you're giving us the medicine through the candy and i appreciate stuff like that because i don't always want to hear it in a corny way or, you know, the, the traditional way of oh meditating or oh, do this and do that and like i need to hear things in a in in a different way sometimes so when i came across that i'm like oh i can get with this i can meditate to this i can have this in the background while i'm cleaning or when i'm doing something when i'm feeling a different way because it's not corny to me so i you know i appreciate i love to hear it bro i love to hear it because i come from a place of underground gangster kind of music too so Mm. it's probably why it worked out like that it wasn't super corny but at the same time you know it was not going to be no kill kill murder murder bang bang pop pop or whatever so yeah so i'm glad to thank you i'm grateful to hear that feedback it's kind of right where we want it to be at <laughs> yeah definitely I, I remember when you first posted about it i didn't i didn't i wasn't i don't think i was 
following you yet when it, when it debuted you know, the first time. I was I was following you when the, oh that's when I found out about it when you dropped the second one. So then I then when you oh. when you said part two, I was like oh there's another one. So I looked you up on Apple and boom, both of them pop up. I'm like oh I'm listening to these and I'm hearing them and I'm like yo this is crazy because this is at the time where I'm this is when I, this is around the time where I started realizing that music was all programming too and even the things that I really loved was wow it really is poison and it's really just negative to wake up and just play some trap music or play some gangster music like it, it ain't really what i should be doing so when i came across mm-hmm. your stuff i was like damn people you know this is what i want to hear is hip-hop but like giving us the feel of hip-hop still but with the with the different with different lyrics and different um messages in them so i appreciated it i was like this guy he he definitely gets it he's ahead of the curve for sure <laughs> thank you bro well like i said it kind of was just like almost some like it wasn't freestyle, but it was almost like some just, uh, just real quick, you know, kind of just almost spoken word. But that kind of inspired me to, I plan to do some real actual hip hop with a homie who's like, you know, he's a rapper, he's, he's legit, but he's like-minded vegan dude. Um, but like on some more like real shit, you know right. what I'm saying? Excuse my language, um, where I, I really just sit down and wrote out some really official uh, bars and shit that I think is gonna be really, really amazing. I, 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 music is deep in within me, um, many genres and always since a young age. So it's always been there for me. Um, but like I said, I was, this. I, I'm gonna put together some real tracks soon, so. Hey, I gotta. I yeah, gotta I think hum- you really like what I got coming soon, bro. It's totally different, like on some real type, uh, actual type like hip-hop shit you know what i'm saying man if you need some beats i don't got you but the homie the homie day one definitely got that soulful stuff for you and he's also on the, on, on the same wave like he and he listens to every episode so day one if you're listening to this you, bro sit, tap in with him send him some beats <laughs> for sure yeah send it through let's work i'm i'm with building all right blizzy well i appreciate you man thank you so much for coming on my show thank you so much for giving me some of your time today Yes, sir. It was a total honor and a privilege, man. Um, thank you for your patience. Um, you know, we had to rain check a time or two. Literally rain check, a big storm came through, lost power last week. So thanks for your patience. And uh, it was a great combo, great flow. And I'll be um, stoked to even possibly re-listen and share it um, with as many people that are open receptive. So thank you, thank you, thank you, fam. Appreciate you, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. And thank you for all the information. Thank you for keeping uh, making me aware of certain things. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate your time, bro. Have a blessed day. Have a great day. And I will. Yes, sir. And I will be in. I will, yes. You know, I'm going to keep following. I'm going to keep, you know, checking for what you got going because I definitely like what you have to offer for, to the collective, bro. Thank you. Likewise, bro. We need more high vibratory perspective and combos like this. So. Um, thank you. Keep me in the loop. Let me know what's going on in the future that I can help catalyst um, and facilitate uh, more eyes on. And yes, sir. It was a, again, it was an honor and a privilege, and I'm I'm grateful to have uh, been here. Thank you, Blizzy. Catch you soon, bro. Much love, family. Love. Ooh-wee. Man, I'm so stoked that I got him on the pod, man. I've been following Benevolent Blizz for the longest. I didn't even make him tell his at names or nothing like that. Sometimes when the conversation just be flowing, you don't even get into some of the things you want to ask. And I did ask most of the things I wanted to ask, guys. You know, just because I don't, 
I do got outlines, man. I got some talking points. I have my little notebook here with what I want to touch on. I just don't touch on I don't touch on it in order of that I read it down, that I wrote it down. So I look at my notepad. I ain't giving y'all gems. Let me never mind. <laughs> never mind. But no. Amazing conversation with Blizzy, man. I really appreciate him tapping in. Like he said, we rain checked a few times and it's all good. You know, it's all divine timing. It's gonna happen when it's gonna happen. I don't get pressed, but I am persistent and I go after the guests that I wanna get on this show. So for Benevolent Bliss to come on my on my show means a lot. But I'll have all this stuff in the description to follow him and we can find him if you don't know if you don't already know about him. That's the, that's the young guy, Benevolent Bliss. And I've learned so much from following him on Instagram. I've learned so much ways of of adapting and substituting, like he was saying, swapping out the fuckery, swapping out fuckery for the beneficial stuff. You can still enjoy what you want to enjoy, but don't go vegan and start consuming these processed mock meats. It ain't the wave. And I'm not saying that I'm super clean from eating mock meats. No, you know, if I'm out and about and they got a veggie burger on the menu, I'm I'm gonna get it. It might be soy based, but I'm I'm gonna do that. I don't I don't I'm not there yet at that level that I want to get to. But it's fine, you know. Eventually, I will get there, or maybe I won't. You know, to me, that's a cheat meal. To me, when I eat a, a mock meat, when I eat some gluten, when I eat some um, soy, whatever, that to me is just that's my cheat meal for the day. But like how you, like how he was saying, you can make uh um ground beef with walnut. You know, you can make chicken, fried chicken with oyster mushrooms. You can make, you know, even uh, shredded chicken with king oyster mushrooms. There's so many ways to to just substitute the BS for for good things, and it's all to me. It's all about texture. Just because someone tells you, "Oh, these are vegan enchiladas," or "These are vegan tamales," they don't even want to try, and they have, they close their mind to to the uh, to the food because you said vegan. That's why I hate using the word vegan. To me, it's just I made some food, eat it. And if you enjoy it, and if you ask, like, what was this? this is fire. I'm like, oh, it's enchiladas. But, like, what kind of meat was this? No, it ain't meat. It ain't meat. It's a mushroom, but it ain't meat. <laughs> but, no, if for real, if you got kids, I would really suggest you uh, following uh, Benevolent Blizz. And I follow a lot of pages that are parents and are pursuing a, a vegan lifestyle with them, a plant-based lifestyle, a holistic lifestyle, because I want to implement that lifestyle. I want to break the tradition and I've already broken it in my, in my eyes, my, the, the cycle. When I, cause when I do reproduce and I have kids, I'm not going to be giving them what I had growing up, you know? And so I'm glad I have the information already and, you know, just following people like him and following people like surviving vegan. So, I mean, uh, even yeah, so even uh, strictly vegan soulful food, but even um, I am surviving vegan. Just seeing the examples of people giving birth at home, you know, they're they're showing like you know, like Blizzy was showing. He didn't. Well, yeah, he he got, he was on his uh, Instagram story showing the the birth of his the last kid that he had, and that's the I. Those are examples to me. I want to. I'm looking at that like okay, it's possible. You just have to find a partner that's on the same wavelength as you, that's, that wants the same things as you. I'd be damn hoping, I'm not even going to say I'd be damn, but there's no way I'm going to, I can't procreate with someone that believes in the smack scenes. I, I can't. Like how, like we, that, that's going to be so much conflict. I'm going to already off rip, you know, we're going to be fighting and that ain't good. So you, your, your views and your values do kind of have to align with your partner. And that, that's the toughest part right now. Just finding that person that you do want 
that you do want them to have your kid and your seed and they want to also elevate their lifestyle and switch up and break their cycle and their and their you know bloodlines and so it's tricky man it's really tricky but hopefully i'm able to find someone not hopefully one day i will meet that person that is gonna be how i want and, and who and and our values will align you know so shout out to the young god benevolent bliss man for real for real that was a great episode. I, I learned a lot about him. I really wasn't familiar with his backstory. And I was so interesting to see, you know, um, how it, he's a creative soul. I love creative people, you know. So we got to get in our creative bags, man. Follow him at benevolent underscore bliss on Instagram. And on that note, I will see y'all next week. Chris Piercy. Okay. Grab your folders in your bags, it's the end of class, good looking Chris X Matt. We'll be sure to make it back for the next session that you're hosting. See you right in the next show. And grab your folders in your bags, it's the end of class, good looking Chris X Matt. We'll be sure to make it back for the next session that you're hosting. See you right in the next show. And